Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the show. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure am glad you did. And I am so glad we're doing this show today. Folks, you have no idea. Um, you know, usually I this is where I would blame this on the guests, but no, it was been we were supposed to do the show twice before, and both times were me being silly, uh, simple in the head or something. I don't know what was going on, but as April, I was just talking to her, uh, our guest today, uh, documentarian and filmmaker extraordinaire, Miss April uh, Wright. Uh, she said, you know, hey, we're doing it now. It's all good, Jamie. And I, I'm, she's just cool, turned up to 10. Anyway, she's made a very, very cool uh, new documentary. I really was so engaged in this. Um, I, I really enjoyed this this film. Um, and it, I just... I, I, couldn't stop watching it. It was just fantastic. We're going to talk all about it and talk uh, to April right now. So without further ado, I would like to welcome uh, Mrs. April Wright. April, how are you? Hello. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And I was just before we did the show, I was looking at the IM, your IMDb. And for some reason, I don't know, it skips me um, that you're from Chicago. And I'm like, oh, great, Jamie. You, you, uh, you know, made a Chicago lady angry. That's not good. They don't. I'm from Detroit. So, you know, we know <laughs> they will absolutely make that six hour drive and come and punch you in the nose. Um, I'm teasing. Uh, kind of. Anyhow, how are you, April? Fantastic. I'm morning. good. Thank you. I am from Chicago. I live in Los Angeles now, though. So I'm, well, I'm out here. Easy. She's mellow. Longer drive, She's longer mellow. drive for the punch in the nose. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I lived in San Diego after uh, college uh, for about ten years, and I got to tell you, folks, um, and people always are like, you know, it's funny. Everybody that complains about California have, usually haven't been there, or have never uh, hung Christmas lights up while whilst wearing flip flops. It's pretty nice, man. It is pretty nice as opposed to snow. Chicago's mean in the winter. Mean in Chicago the winter. Chicago is brutal. Yeah. That <laughs> lake effect snow and the wind, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, I'm telling you. So I understand. I understand why you headed west. Plus, that's where the work is. You know, I mean, if, if I guess you could be anywhere and make a film, but, you know, it's a lot easier, I would imagine, uh, out west there because that's where everything's happening. Um, let me ask you this. When you were a young lady, when you were a girl, did you know, like, superstar movie director, uh, documentarian was what you were going to be doing? I knew I, I loved movies um, from a young age. My um, dad had an 8-millimeter camera. We had reel-to-reel wow. editing equipment in the basement and a projector. So I understood the process of making films. Um, my whole life, and then I would go to see 
as many films as possible in theaters. Um, we had a neighborhood movie palace down the street where my brother and sister ended up working. So for a while, I was able to see movies awesome. for free. And we went to drive-ins, of course. There were three three that were open that my mom would take us to, and I continued going to those throughout high school. So I knew in the back of my mind um, I would do something in film. I didn't know what. Um, my undergraduate degree was in computer systems because I figured that would yeah. be the most financially wise thing to major in. Right. Um, and filmmaking is technical. It's all computers. <laughs> that's what the cameras are. That's what uh-huh. the editing is. So it's not that far off, really. Um, I'm but, telling yeah, you. So I knew I would, but but I really got into filmmaking maybe about 15-ish years ago. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. I was, fact, was brought home to me while, while watching your, your film, Back to the Drive-In, um, in that there was a couple shots. Uh, well, first off, I thought, man, this is going to depress me because I miss, you know, I'm an old man. I'm, I'm in my 50s, man. And, and I went to the drive-in as a, as a teen, as a kid, you know, I, and it was great, me and my friends. And I said, this movie's going to depress me because I miss that. You know, I, I miss going to the drive-in and whatnot. Um, all the drive-ins where I, I live in South Florida now, and, and all the drive-ins here um, within the area, you know, the drivable area, I think the nearest one's in Orlando, but they've all been turned into flea markets, swamp meets in the daytime. They close at six, and I, I don't think they show movies here, you know, at night. I don't think they're open. But your movie wasn't like that at all. It wasn't depressing at all. And I didn't realize how technically advanced film. I mean, they showed these, these drive-in <laughs> owners and, and operators in these, you know, the room looked like NASA or something, and they're using pins <laughs> and, you know, well, then we got a laser yeah, projector. Yeah, like, that, that's a projector. Yeah, that's a funny, mis- you know, yeah, that's a funny misconception. Yeah, I've been talking about that a lot, that people – first off, I was talking to someone just this morning who had no idea that they play first-run movies for the most part. There are a few I show in my documentary that play, you know, mm. retro films, but this person was shocked. I'm like, yeah, for about the last, I don't know, 30, 40 years they've been playing first-run movies. It's not a new thing. But um, people didn't realize. A lot of people also don't realize that you don't put the speakers on the window anymore. That right. comes through the radio. Yeah, and the radio. I did show one drive-in. Yeah, I did show one drive-in that still maintains the speakers, and a few do. But um, it's radio sound. And then, like you just said, when I I covered eleven different drive-ins in the film, and three of them had laser projectors already. And this was in in 2021 when I was traveling. And a lot of the indoor theaters, you know, the AMCs or whatever, still don't have that. So they're not technically behind. <laughs> no, not at all. And it was kind of funny because I remember the scene. I forget the fellow's name, uh, gentleman, and he's like, yeah, this uh, this speaker was ran over. I don't know what he said. I think like 1987, and it still hasn't been fixed. Um, we're not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah. obviously you're not doing it. It's been sitting there longer than it's the same age as my wife. You know, are you kidding me? Um, it's crazy. The, the cool thing, the interesting thing is these people that you focused on. Really, I want to tell people this documentary is, you know, first off, I didn't realize I didn't know again, not I'm out of the loop, you know, uh, not I'm a at home cinephile. I'm that your friend that has the out back 
in our backyard, the outdoor theater and stuff, you know. But uh, it's very amateurish. It's very home. And I'm just out of that world other than doing our, our podcast here. Um, I don't know that much about that world. And I didn't realize that, and it made sense, people were going back to the drive-in during the uh, uh, pandemic and whatnot, during COVID, and they've kind of slumped off to it. That trend has changed, and I guess people are just lazy. They're just staying at home watching film. I would much rather go to the drive-in, man. I'm telling you, that a lot of fun. Yeah, I think we did. Yeah, we all got... Are stuck to our couches during COVID. <laughs> it's very hard for people to go do things and leave the house again. Because um, the indoor movie theaters are having that problem too. They're they're getting some coming back. Like like people went to see Top Gun, you know. So they're starting to <laughs> go back to movies. But yeah, it is it is a thing. And that's the thing about drive-ins. If you want them to stay around, you have to go visit them and support them. That's really the only way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to say something to the younger. I don't, I know I'm going to sound like an old man here. Here's the thing though, guys, you've heard me on this very podcast rant and rave about people listening to music on their phones. Well, doubly goes for movies. If you're watching a movie on your phone, all you're just getting the effect that you're a mile and a half away that they're not made to be watched on your phone. You want, if you can see it, that's why they make 70-inch TVs. They, they're trying to replicate that. Things look cool, bigger. And a drive-in is a giant screen, man. And it's, it's very cool. And you're in your car, and it's comfortable, and you're with people. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, great. And, it's, and people don't realize how big those screens are. Like, the typical drive-in screen is larger than most IMAX screens. They're pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> And it's it's awesome. And it's cool. The cool thing about a drive-in is, you know, you don't have somebody behind you kicking your seat. Well, you might, um, but you brought them with you. You definitely knew, you know, you're responsible for that. You knew it was, it was going to happen. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you're in control. You're in your car, as Gary Newman said. You know, there's no better place to be in your car. Um, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'll tell you, when I was a teen, I'll never forget, I was – I'm not a musician but, and have never been. I had cool hair and was pretty cool in high school. And so this local band said, we want you in the band. Uh, you know a lot of girls. And so, yeah, you're in the band. And I'm like, okay. And I said, I don't know how to play anything. And they said, we're going to put you on keyboards. You don't have to know anything. We'll do everything. We'll program it all. You just stand there and be pretty. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so uh, we became all very good friends, me and this, this band that I was just really a you know, window dressing for. And um, the lead singer of the band, this guy named Bill, he finally got a date with this girl he had been dying to have a date with. He was just so in love. And we went, and this will tell how old, we went and watched, to the, we all went to the drive-in. He took her on a date to the drive-in. We didn't go with them. We went in a different car. But we saw that Stephen King movie where they had like the different, like five stories or four stories in the movie. And one was about a hitchhiker that this gal runs over and then his, his his zombie body keeps coming back. Thanks for the ride, lady. Horror type deal. And so when this was happening, we all got another one of our friends, John, and we put all this strawberry jelly all over him. And then he jumped on their window, right, as they were smooching. And um, it was great. And she screamed. And it was just wonderful. Wouldn't have had that See, memory, folks. You couldn't. 
You couldn't really do that in yeah. an indoor theater, right? <laughs> no. No, it's great. Yeah, drive-in. Want to terrorize your friends? You Got to go to a drive-in. Do it at the drive-in. <laughs> yep. Uh, drive-ins have always been about more than the movie. In fact, it doesn't even matter if the movie is good. The trip to the drive-in can still be amazing. Sometimes the bad movie is even better at a drive-in because it's just the whole experience of the people that you're with, being outside. You know, if you're watching a scary movie and there's trees or woods, like, over to your right, you know, it does, it helps the experience. So, yeah, it's it's creating memories, like, like you just described, is really what it comes down to. Well, and it's fantastic. And this film, your film, Back to the Drive-In, was so cool. And again, I am just a, an amateur film person. Um, but I got to say, this did not look like you shot this on the weekend with a cell phone. You know, there's drone shots and all kinds of cool stuff. And it's just filmed, you know, it looks really expensively done, if you want my opinion. Uh, this is a great oh, documentary, you. I mean, you know. I I appreciate that. I I had um, some support to shoot one of the drive-ins in the film, the Mission Tiki, which is in the Los mm. Angeles area where I'm based. So I had a couple of people help me with that. But the rest of the movie, I did drive by myself cross-country from Los Angeles to Texas to Nebraska through the Midwest. Oh, my gosh. Buffalo, Cape Cod, Baltimore, and drove back. So I had my primary camera and I did shoot it in 4k. And then I had my drone and I had a GoPro that would do a time lapse from day to night. So between those three cameras, I had enough to make a movie, <laughs> but well, it was amazing. Much all, all me, all me just like running around following them, you know, all, all afternoon oh and all night. <laughs> April as an artist, you've chosen the hard medium to do your art, you know, I mean, whoa, that is dedication. And um, I, you know, did you have a van at least, you know, I mean, or you bring a tent? No, I And then to top that oh. off, I also, from making previous documentaries, I had learned out of necessity how to edit. And so I, when I got back, I edited this film as well. So it's very much, it was something I made during you know, sort of the second part of COVID when things were still a little locked down. Mm. And it's like, I need, I need to have a new movie. I don't want to come out of COVID empty handed. And so it's just like, this is something I knew I could make, you know, by myself. So there's a lot of me in this film. And then um, I had, you know, friends do, do uh, the score and the sound mix and the color, you know, you you need people to do some of the things, but. (laughs) <laughs> this has a great score. I mean, man, it is, it's amazing. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I definitely know the theater you were talking about, the uh, the Tiki, and all I will say is it broke my heart. Um, the, the film of uh, you were interviewing one of the patrons and had informed him of some news and the drama you captured on that poor guy's face. Oh, my gosh. I felt so bad for him, well, um... you know. And I'm not afraid of I'm not afraid of giving it away because a lot of people know this, but it, that drive-in actually closed for good about three weeks ago. So mm. sad outcome on that one, but you do have to see in the movie kind of what it what it's like. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, and that 
was just indicative of, you know, something I learned many, many years ago in, in my nefarious past. Um, I used to do a lot of work in the nightclub business. And one of the things that in the clubbing world that you want to do, in any service type business, I think this applies, is you want your audience, uh, your patrons to take ownership of whatever it is you're doing. You know, if it happens to be a nightclub, it's like, that's my club, you know. And I yeah. saw when you were talking to the patrons of not just that guy, but, but throughout the documentary, all these people, that was their drive-in. And the people that worked there, that was really their drive-in. You know what I mean? It was um, Yeah. It, it, it yeah, well, they're so family cool. businesses, and they're family businesses, and they're part of the community. So you're right. There is sort of just a bond that develops because it is a community gathering place, and sometimes families will come you know, over the years, so they'll come when they're little kids, when those kids grow up, when those kids that have grown up then have their own kids. Like, sometimes they're very vested um, for many years. So what you're talking about is totally true, um, that people oh, definitely absolutely. feel like it's their place. Yeah. And now, folks, a couple of quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... P-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, she's a fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, 
uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. I think it was about three-quarters through the film, and you were talking to one of the owners, I believe it was in Texas, um, uh, elder lady, and uh, she had mentioned, you know, yeah, she, it's time for me. You know, I'm at the point where I would love to sell this to somebody, you know, who would have it for 20 years or whatever. And I got to tell you, yeah. April, I got to tell you, I don't know if you're married or, you know, in with somebody or whatnot, um, but this this led me to a dicey situation because the gears started turning, and I'm like, yeah, Lord, it's kind of crazy. Maybe we should move, relocate to Texas. So my yeah. wife, uh, who has a day off today, <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, what do you think about Texas, you know? And maybe we could get a drive. Yeah, <laughs> Go visit the I, I, yeah, I dipped my, my toe in the pool there and um, quickly pulled my foot back. I don't think that's going to happen, but uh, but I thought about it. I thought about it. I was trying to yeah. figure it out, how to make it work. Yeah. Um, oh well, she's yeah, such what? an interesting story, and I, I tell people she's kind of like Willy Wonka in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, how he's just looking for that kid to take it over, take over his chocolate factory and right. run it the way that he would. She's kind of the same way. She's holding out. She's looking for that right buyer who's going to love that driving and take care of it the way that she has for the last 37 years. So I hope she oh, finds absolutely. that person. Absolutely. It's just it's such a cool thing, you know, and um, and that poor guy with the fog. Oh, my gosh. You never even think about that. You know, I never would have thought about that. But yeah, I know. Wild. That was great. <laughs> just, you know, the luck of what I got there, that you end up in a really suspenseful situation. Oh, man. That there was. And then another fellow was he and it was just a quick line I caught. Um, but I wrote it on my notes here, and he's like, yeah, you know, and we if they don't have a radio that works in their car or whatever, you know, we have them ones they can rent or um, portable heaters when needed. And I'm like, that's something I would have never thought about. But, yeah, you know, you don't want to sit there with your car running. Um, well, and it's funny amazing. about um, – and you're in Florida. States like Florida had um, air conditioners, too, kind of. Oh, that would wow. hook up to the to the poles where the speaker was and would blow like there was like a, a vent system under the drive-in and it would be mm. able to blow cool there into your car. So it went both ways. But yeah, a lot of drive-ins in the northern states, um, you could get portable heaters and hook them up in the car, and some of them still have that. Crazy, right? Just to extend the season. Wow. Yeah, and that was one of the great things that I really took away from your documentary, um, Back to the Drive-In, is the um, adaptability, the resilience that so many of these owner-operators, you know, as someone who's owned businesses, you have to adapt to things. Things change and and things come up, and you better be able to, um, you know, well, that didn't work. What are we going to do instead? (laughs) What are we going to try that hopefully will? I think that's a huge Those part of it. Like, did that. Like, yeah, there is an, a, an Americana 
to drive-ins and owning drive-ins because they, they really are, you know, small business owners. They're entrepreneurs. And so, yeah, they're trying different things. That's why, you know, there's not that many drive-ins left. They're mostly all family owned. And so the, the, they have a lot of, you know, bandwidth to decide what they want to do. Do they want to bring in a band tonight? Do they want to serve white Russians during Big Lebowski? So I try mm-hmm. to show all those things, but but you're right. There's sort of this uh, American spirit that's pervasive, and also just the determination. You really comes across in the film. You really want to root for them, I think. Well, the great thing too is I think you really captured in every business there is the the behind the curtain. The guy behind the curtain and the, the situations behind the curtain. Um, I talked when I have bands on the show here. You know, we don't talk about it. There, it's, it's folks. Feel free to Google this for yourself. But um, you know, when we're talking about streaming and whatnot, uh, for people not in the know, uh, they're like, oh yeah, when when you know a, a song's played on Spotify or Pandora or something, uh, the band makes money. You know, with that because we're paying Spotify or Pandora, they're running ads or whatever, but they don't realize how small a piece of the pie is that the band gets. And in, in movie theaters, it's kind of the same type of deal. Um, and, and with film, as April will tell you, <laughs> it's very easy for that pie to get sliced into a lot of slices and uh, with distribution and studios and, and this and that. And the one guy, man, I almost cried. It brought a tear to my eye, April. It brought a tear to my eye. And he's counting. He's like, well, we've made $5 tonight. <laughs> the rest is going up. I'm like, oh. Well, I hope he was partially joking. But right. it is true that they don't make their money off the tickets. They do make more money off the snack bar, snack bar aspect of it. <laughs> That's so, right. Yes, it is. And so even though the one guy in the film work. was talking about his memory of his mother popping popcorn and then bringing it, don't do that, people. Buy it at the snack bar. <laughs> you know, we got to keep these people going. Yeah. You wouldn't go yes, to a bar yeah. and bring your own booze. Come on, you know. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. and it, Same idea. when you watch this documentary, <laughs> don't watch it with 15 of your friends. Watch it with one or two. <laughs> Have them take turns playing it. We want as many people to watch it as we can. Yeah, just <laughs> Yeah, I hope people watch it and that it either brings back good memories or just makes them realize just more appreciation of what's going on. Like you said, pulling back the curtains, showing what's going on behind the scenes, how much work they put in and how, how much they care about it, how much passion they have. Because I think, like, the reaction I see most people have once you watch it, you want them to succeed. You want them to, you know, you Absolutely. want them to pull through. So, you know, if it, if it makes somebody look up their nearest drive-ins and go visit them, then that's great. That's what I hope happen. Oh, man. And I, I was so happy. All of, I'm at that age, and, and my wife's a little younger than me, and so all, the majority of our friends um, are a little younger also when we have people over and whatnot. And I'm everybody – Kind of is like uh, when I'm. They don't appreciate my 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 dad joke humor sometimes. And one of the owner operators <laughs> was talking to the band. And they said, "You play both oh, kinds yeah. of music, right?" <laughs> and folks, that is from That's one of my the Blues Brothers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's a great joke, and I've said that joke 
Matter of fact, I probably said it so t- so many times. My wife gets a headache from her eyes rolling whenever I do say that joke when we have a party. Yeah, we should say what it is yeah. that he, he he gives the Blues Brothers line that you know you play both types of music, don't you, country and western? And they're clearly like a heavy metal band, so they have no idea what he's <laughs> right. talking about, which is so funny. <laughs> oh, it is, it is. And I was I was I like cheered. I'm like, there's my joke. Ah, it's not really my joke. It's the one I use all the time. I plagiarize all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love that, oh, that in the movie. That's so funny. <laughs> that's cool. That is cool. So this was a lot. Now, for those who don't know, um, and I didn't know this before I started doing the podcast, I would watch a, a show or a movie or something, you know, on the TV or whatever, and I would think, ah, they made this last month, you know, and it's uh, pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed that. No, movie time's completely different. I quickly learned when talking and meeting movie people, uh, it can be a long process, you know. I'm amazed when somebody says, oh, yeah, we did this in nine months. I'm like, that's quick. That is super quick. Um, yeah. You know? Well, this one nope. actually was relatively quick for a documentary because I shot it um, summer of 2021, and then I edited it, and I did a, a rough cut screening for the drive-in owners in spring of 2022, so about a year ago. And then it did play in theaters. Um, We did a special drive-in day screening on June 6th of last year. (laughs) We did, uh, it played on 20 drive-in screens in 17 states, and it was actually that day, second, second per screen average only to Top Gun. So we did really good that day to kind of launch the movie. And then, and then it did play in theaters um, in the fall, in August and September, and October it was in theaters. So now it's coming out tomorrow, March 14th, for the VOD release, so it'll go, you know, wider and more people can see it. So it is like a step-by-step thing when it's, when it's a feature. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of a long movie, and folks, I don't want you to get turned off by that because you don't realize it's a long uh, film, when you're watching it, you don't, you're, you're like, holy moly, this, this was that, you know, what is it like 90 minutes or something like that? Um, um, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's like a hundred minutes, but you know, that's short minutes. for movie. Aren't most movies over two hours nowadays? That's true. That's <laughs> they're all, true. they're all way too long. So this though, is not bad. <laughs> right. Right. But I, I, like I said, I couldn't believe the time it passed. Um, Cause you, it engages you. Like you said, man, you, yeah. you're rooting for these people, you know? Um, yeah. It was, i tell you something else that was crazy is my wife just uh, switched jobs. My, my wife, Danny, uh, she used to work at a, a major cosmetic and beauty line uh, chain um, mm-hmm. that starts with a U. And uh, she had done that for like 15 years, you know, a long time. And she finally had enough. Um, she's like, I'm sick of dealing with Karens and people freaking out over eyeliner and hairspray. I can't handle it. And so she's uh-huh. now in the wedding business, you know. All and right. you really captured uh, that poor guy we talking about, that lady peeing. Oh, my gosh. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've all seen uh, him, you know. I didn't realize that people, because nobody ever has, I've never heard of a fist fight at a drive-in, you know. And I know it's so a lot of right? Yeah, everybody's yeah, having a good I, time, I, you know. 
<laughs> yeah, awesome. right. Well, you're there to have a good time, right? right? And 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 kids are around, and yes, and it, I just kind of looked at it like I think it's the same as like the airlines have had all these unruly stores, and why do you mm. want to cause trouble on an airline? You're in a contained space. You will get arrested when you get off the plane. <laughs> you yeah, you ain't gonna win. But people keep doing it, and I just was like, well, I I guess it just must be people were locked up and. I suppose when you're at your house, you're the king of your universe, and every you everything is right. what you want. And if you go somewhere else, and it's everything's not what you want when you go out in public. <laughs> and a lot of people yeah. have had a hard time re- readjusting to the fact that there's rules when you're when you're in public places. <laughs> so people Absolutely. just wanted to do what they wanted to do. <laughs> it's it's so, crazy yeah. to me, and I loved the repeating fact. Whenever anybody talked about any of the, uh, and so I don't want to get folks, that time kind of has passed, folks. Drive-ins are cool. Go to your drive-in. You ain't going to see a, a hockey fight or anything like that there. It's not the place, yeah. you know. <laughs> um, uh, I don't want people to get the wrong idea. But no, no, it's not thing, a pervasive, but like you said, it's just the complainers, the people not like you were explaining with your wife, people complaining, people feeling entitled, you know, there, there just seems yeah. to be more of that after, after people were locked up for a while. So hopefully it's Absolutely. getting better. <laughs> but one of the great things is every manager, every owner operator said the similar, they're like, man, if somebody's cussing out a 15 year old, you know, they got a 15 year old kid working, you know, selling popcorn or whatever. Um, we ain't having it. They're out of here. You know, nobody's yeah. going to cuss out a 15 year old. And I, wanted to applaud because it's so true you know i've been out places yeah. and like not to drive in but a restaurant and place you know and we were at a chili's one time and somebody i'm like what are you bitching about your baby back ribs are you kidding me are you kidding me? <laughs> this waitress has no idea. she ain't part of the corporate board she ain't making decisions you know she's working yeah, here after I school know. Stupid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know <laughs> again folks you yeah. should understand both April and I are from cities where that type of behavior just, you know, people watch what they say. At least when I was a kid, they did. Um, yeah. Like, it's a good way to get punched in the nose. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we came from tough yeah. towns. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local 
and national artists with rocking reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Ruxgear, the online web shop of high-end luxury merchandise and products, all featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Oh, so true. I yeah, yeah. The move- little things. Go ahead, April. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I appreciate all these questions and comments that you really got into it. And I, I hope other people do. And I've been getting actually really great feedback and great reviews. So, I'm just so excited it's coming out tomorrow. More people will be able to see it. Absolutely, man. And I, I'll tell you, I learned that you have a couple of other films um, under your belt that I want to have an April uh, Wright Film Festival at my house because um, I definitely want to see the Stunt Women uh, movie. Um, and I want to see the going attraction, uh, you know, um, your your first uh, shot at the, uh, you know, the drive. That's, that's that got some pretty good yeah. reviews. I don't know if you knew that, April. Uh, people were digging it. Well, I think this is going to get great reviews. Yeah, it has been getting great reviews. Thanks. 
Um, it has been. And the first one, well, that was my very first documentary. It actually literally came out 10 years ago, but it covers the whole history. So if you want to know more about drive-ins and how they came to be and why there's less of them now, that movie will explain every single thing you ever wanted to know. <laughs> and the stunt women one, I love that, that, came out during COVID and probably didn't get as much attention because of that, but it was really fun. I was with all the top stunt women that are in all the Marvel movies. Um, Linda Carter wow. from TV's Wonder Woman. I have the woman that doubled her. I have the woman that doubled Pam Greer in all her movies. Wow. Um, so I have a bunch, of the, a bunch of the OG stunt women that were pushing through in the 60s and 70s. And um, that was really fun to make. And I got to shoot a drift car race sequence with Michelle Rodriguez and her driver. What? So it's, it's a really fun doc- it's a really fun documentary. <laughs> and, you That's know, like cool you said, pulling the, cur- pulling the curtain back. That one, that one definitely pulls yeah. the curtain back. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. I love stuff like that, man. I, I just, it's great. Well, this film, the back to the drive-in, I want everybody to check it out because you are not going to be disappointed. This is, I was just so impressed with this. Um, we have links up on the show page and whatnot, of course. Uh, goingattractions.com. That's where you, it's April's, I think, your main website, right? Um, where everybody can find out uh, yeah, what's going on in April world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Facebook, she's on, and of course, she's on Instagram and on Twitter. And, uh, you know, April, you got to get with it. You got to get that TikTok. That's what they're all telling me. I'm like, what am I going to do a TikTok about? Painting? Yeah. Come on. Same, same, same here. I don't. China already has enough info on me. I don't need to get on there, too. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's like everybody bugs me to do video. They're like, you know, Joe Rogan does me. I'm like, well, good for him, man. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. One of the things I loved about the whole COVID thing was the mask aspect of it. I loved it. I don't feel like people had a problem. I didn't have to shave every day. It was great, um, you know. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it could be a little incognito. I'm telling you, April, for COVID, I looked like a filmmaker in between projects. You know, you always see them in a book and they all have that, <laughs> that month-long beard going, you know, <laughs> uncombed Funny. hair, you know. <laughs> great. We're like, oh, you doing film That's now? Great. No, I'm just lazy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Well, this is a great film, and I know that in, in your world right now, everything is uh, promoting this film, and it's great. You're working with Uncorked Entertainment. That's kind of a big deal. That's pretty cool, um, and everything's about that. Are the gears turning for the next project, uh, and can you talk about it now or not really? Yeah, I have a, I have a bunch of projects in the works. Um, some might be like television related, but um, for documentaries right now, actually um, producing and editing, helping a friend finish a film about girl skateboarders. And we are finishing that up right now. It'll be done in about a month called Skate Girls. Yeah. Um, And then under my going attractions, I, the first one I made under that label was drive-ins. The second was movie palaces. The, the big ornate indoor theaters and what happened to those. And while I was on the road making this movie, I shot, I visited and shot B-roll at a ton of roller rinks to do roller rinks. (laughs) Um, Oh, wow. 
and also bowling alleys and also regional or mom and pop amusement parks, which there used to be a lot of those around the country. A lot. Pablo, Detroit. Pablo, but those three. (laughs) That's amazing. You know, I love roller rinks. People are always, I I tell people I'm a retired club rat. I hung out for about two decades in nightclubs. And then people will ask me, they're like, well, how'd you start doing that? And I'm like, roller rinks. Roller rinks were nightclubs for kids, man. That's where you, that's where girls were. That's where you went, you know? <laughs> My family's and, and, business was a roller rink. That's what I grew up in. Yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, yeah, April, you're, that's a good uh, description. That's really funny. <laughs> you were not, you're not old enough to even envision this scene, I imagine. But, man, I, we had the skate loft, and they had wood floors. Um, you know, the most popular kid in high school, his parents owned it, and, and I would roll in there. I had my own wheels, you know, my own. I didn't rent skates. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. I, I had this stuff. And I'd roll in there. My hair was feathered back, my black hair like a raven's wing, you know. And I would <laughs> go in there and roll up to the Defender game, you know. Yeah. That That's my cowboy musical too. play. Oh, yeah. I put the pencil in between my fingers. And, yeah, no, but I had all People are like, did you have a high score? I said, I had the whole screen, man, was my initial. Anyway, that was, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to see that film. That was stuff, man. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah, I loved it. That's my favorite video. Oh, yeah, they were great. They were great. I, uh, we even had a breakdancing floor that they put, like, plastic down, like this plastic sheeting, and the guys would come in there and, I didn't do it because I was cool. I liked rock and roll. Um, but they would do it. It was fun to watch them. And, uh, That's cool. And you know, it was amazing. Yeah, that was back in the 80s. It was back in the day. You That's know? great. That's awesome. Long time ago. But, yeah, this is, a, this is a good movie, folks. Good movie. Check it out. Definitely like an ad, going attractions. Wherever you go, unless you're on Twitter, then that's uh, drive-in doc. Um, but add them, like, and share. Um, and watch the film. Uh, we have to keep April working because she's really, really good at what she does, and I want to see more. And uh, and you will, too, after you watch the film. Amazing. Thank April, you. keep doing Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Makes me happy to hear you that. Know. Thank you. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. If you ever have one of those mornings where you wake up and you're like, eh, I don't feel like doing it today. Well, push that out of your head because we're all counting on you to make more of these. This is great. You know? Thank you. Seriously. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you, April, for your your cool – you're from Chicago. Of course you're cool. Um, you know, in, in our screw-up, my screw-up, folks, you don't even know. You know, I I forgot my wife's <laughs> our, our anniversary, and so I, I messaged April. I'm like, I'm dumb. You know, can we reschedule this? Without question. Yeah, not a problem. Understand. Get out of that quicksand, Jamie. Um, when I did, and it was, it, thank God. Um, <laughs> and that was one of those situations where my wife, behind the curtain here, folks, was like, oh, don't worry about it, dear. It's okay. We'll just do something on another night. And she said it with a smile. And I knew, I knew we have to change this date. We, we're going to dinner tonight. It uh, has to happen. And she was very happy that it did. Been trained very well is all I can say, folks. <laughs> Definitely important. 
and it was important to me in case you well that's me. good happy I, anniversary to you guys yes yes we are, we were very pleased um well cool april i know you're doing a bunch of these today the big day is tomorrow when people can uh watch this and everything can they pre-order it today I don't know if you could do that anymore. I don't know. You might be able to, but okay. it'll be like on, it'll be on cable TV, Dish Network, um, nice. iTunes, Apple, Amazon, Google Play, anywhere you can rent or buy a new movie. When a new release comes out streaming, you can find it all those places. Fantastic. Fantastic. And, folks, I don't know if you've noticed my chair squeaking today. That won't be happening in the next podcast. I didn't even realize it until just now. Um, but, yeah, I'm getting the can of WD-40 out after the show's here. Uh, so sorry about that if you've been hearing that. I sit in this chair a lot. What can I say? Got a lot of work to do. Anyhow, <laughs> folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. April's got a whole bunch of these, I'm sure, throughout the days she has to do, and I want to give her plenty of time to uh, before the next one. And, uh, April, go to work and keep working. All right. Awesome. Loved Thank you. you. Thanks for, we thanks love for your work. Me. Anytime, anytime. Uh, well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all the social media networks and on all the podcasting uh, platforms. And you will not believe it, folks. You've heard me say it before. We're on everything. Uh, last count, it was 730 different podcasting platforms we're on. I literally got an email uh, yesterday morning from some guy uh, wanting investors. I get a lot of those. I don't know why. I don't have any money. But anyway, um, he's starting a podcasting platform. And boy, was he giving me an opportunity to be a part of it. Um, but yeah, all I'm going to say, folks, if your plan, if your big dream is to start a business, maybe podcasting platforms, you know, look into it. I know for a fact there's 730 of them right now. Just saying. Um, watch this documentary, Back to the Drive-In you might want to open a drive-in instead. I think there's more opportunity there. Anyhow, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, We will see you next time, everybody, which is tomorrow. And uh, very cool director on tomorrow for a very interesting, interesting (laughs) horror movie he has done. If you've ever been to college, you'll be able to relate to this film. And I'm not just talking, uh, you know, graduate school. Uh, any uh, college, <laughs> you'll be able to relate to this film tomorrow called Cram. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's going to be fun talking to him. We will see you then. Have a good one, everybody. Oh, and hey, as a final uh, thought, I want to thank everybody locally who came out uh, to see our big uh, popism show at the uh, Pride Corner uh, Art Gallery and Frame Shop there in uh, Wilton Manors. Happened Saturday night. It was a lot of fun. I love meeting new people. And, um, you know, I knew there would be good work in it because some of my work was, I'm kidding, kind of. Uh, but the other artists in the show, it's a group show, had really strong work, and it goes all the way to the end of the month. So, um, you know, you can find out details about that, of course, on my website, jamierocks.us. There's a link, always a link. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're in the area and you're looking for some cool paintings and stuff like that, that's the place to go. And also... If you're just looking for some, you got some work you need framed, that's a really good frame shot, too. Man, they do some good work. Anyhow, that's locally here in South Florida in Wilton Manor. We will see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Bye. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. 
All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio. 